Thanks for tuning in to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. It would mean the world to us if you could help us spread the gospel message of Jesus by subscribing to, sharing, and leaving a review on this podcast. We are believing to see thousands saved locally and millions globally. Thanks and enjoy this week's message. I want to talk to you today for a few minutes, you guys, about crossing over in 2021. About crossing over in 2021. I believe that prophetically the Spirit of the Lord is saying to your church, he's saying to your pastors, he's saying to your church, it's time in 2021 to possess the land. It's a year. Listen, there's lots of churches that get lots of words. God, what's the what's the word for next year? What's the word for the 2021? I believe that your word is territory territory. You guys are taking territory. You're possessing the land. You're conquering the land. I'm telling you, God is, he's up to something powerful. He's up to something mighty. And so today I want to talk to you about crossing over in 2021, crossing over into health, crossing over into blessing, crossing over into uh, spiritual health, crossing over into a greater uh, a greater level of faith. Come on, we are faith people. We are fearless. We're anointed. We're inward led and we're trustworthy heirs of God. Are you hearing me? That's what faith stands for. It's fearless, anointed, inward-led, trustworthy heirs of God. And we are faith people. And I want to encourage you today to know that you are God's person and God's hand is on your life. Come on, amen? All right, we're, uh, we're going to go in the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. This is a powerful scripture. I believe it's on the screen. It says, No eye has seen, nor ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for hungry generation church. And no mind has imagined what God has prepared for Hungry Generation Church. It says, for those who love him, do I have anybody in this place that loves God? Come on, you love God. You love God. And I, I love it. One translation says that God's vast storehouse is so awesome that, that he has things planned for your life that you've never even entered into your wildest imagination. See, the enemy tries to talk you out of your dreams. The enemy, try, time tries to talk you out of your dreams. And the enemy will try to talk you out of your dreams. And 2020 will try to talk you out of your dreams. But I'm here to tell somebody today that God has something on the inside of your spirit, something on the inside of your mind, your wildest imagination, God wants you to believe for. I love that testimony about Mike Todd and, and they were the only ones that believed God. Do you know that the enemy is not, he's not intimidated by unbelieving believers? Let me say it again. The devil is not intimidated by unbelieving believers. He is very threatened by believing believers. By the way, your worship blesses me. Your worship blesses me, and, and it, blesses the, it blesses the world. And uh, I'm telling you, the enemy is, he is threatened by believing believers. So I want to talk to you guys for a few moments from the book of Joshua. How many of you know that the book of Joshua, Joshua leadership is breakthrough in nature. Joshua leaders, you have a Joshua leader. You have Joshua leaders uh, through the internship. All across this church, everywhere you look, you see Joshua's. You have, you have people that are breakthrough in nature, breakthrough in nature. Come on, amen? How many want God's blessing on your life? Come on, how many really want God's blessing like never before on your life? So 
We're going to look at the book of Joshua, lots of different scriptures, but uh, there's some things that we've got to do in crossing over in our lives. There's some things that we have to do, and number one, you got to let go of doubt. In this season, you have to let go of doubt. You say, well, that's impossible. No, it's not impossible. With God, all things are possible. We have to let go of doubt. In, in this season, I want to encourage you, in this season, if you're going to isolate from anything, if you're going to isolate from anything, make sure that, that you isolate, that you isolate, that you social distance from doubt out. Are you with me? Make sure that you test positive for faith. Come on, make sure that you test positive for faith. Come on, we are fit. We're fearless. We're anointed. We're inward led and we're trustworthy heirs of God. And so we're going to test positive for faith. We're going to isolate from doubt. We're come on. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to get away from fear and negative news. Come on somebody. Amen. See, doubt is, a great, doubt is a great enemy of God's dream for your life. Doubt causes, it limits your potential. Doubt causes procrastination. Doubt causes you to miss God's best. Doubt causes us to miss God's best. When you say, well, I doubt God can use me. See, the enemy, he tells all of that. He tells us all of that. I doubt God can use you. You know what you need to say? I doubt that. Enemy says, I doubt God can use you after what you've been through. You're used goods. You say, I doubt that. Come on, I doubt that. Someone say, I doubt that. Say, I doubt it. And so I want you to know this, that inaction breeds doubt and fear. That's what I love about this church. It's a church of action. It's a church of action. When you come here, you're going to get activated. It's a church of action. And inaction breeds doubt and fear. And action breeds confidence and courage. And if you want to defeat fear, you can't sit. you got to take action. You, you got to take action. Bryce, your, your message a couple of weeks ago to the, to the men, the men's conference was powerful, man. It was full of confidence. It was full of taking action. It was full of uh, just the assignment for men. And uh, what a word, man. Great word, bro. So good. So I went through the Bible, and I made a list of people that God used in spite of what, uh, what, they, what they did. How many of you have been through some stuff? How many of you have been through some stuff? You know, a lot of, that's why you need to tell your real, your real testimony. That's why you need to real, share your real story because a lot of people can't, they can't appreciate your, ba- your breakthroughs until they know what you've been through. They can't appreciate, they don't appreciate your breakthroughs until you know, until, until they know what you've been through. And so you need to share your real testimony. You need to share your real story of what God has done uh, in your life. Abraham. Abraham in the Bible, Abraham, he was really old, and uh, I think he was like 90 years old when God started using, using him, and things really didn't kick in until he was about 100, if you know what I'm talking about. And so some of you think, well, I've wasted a lot of time. Well, you haven't wasted as much as Abraham did. Abraham wasted a lot of time. Let's just go through the Bible, okay? Let's go through the Bible. The Bible's amazing. But let's go through the Bible real quick just um, for some examples of how God used people. Jacob. Jacob was a chronic liar, and God used him. And he ran away from every difficult situation. Jacob was a liar, and God used him. Joseph was abused. Gideon was poor. He was the poorest kid in his family. Samson was a reckless codependent, and God used him. Rahab was a prostitute, yet Rahab shows up in God's Hall of Fame in the book of Hebrews. That's pretty crazy, huh? Pretty crazy. And he used her in spite of her past mistakes. Jonah was a fearful and reluctant prophet. Uh, who became a fearful and reluctant prophet. Elijah was suicidal. Naomi was used by God, was, a, was an elderly widow, widow. Jeremiah had chronic depression and God used him. And he was called the weeping prophet because he was always crying. Pretty intense. David had an affair with his mistress. 
he had her husband killed, you would think that that would disqualify him, right? Like, you would think like, oh man, that dude's he's just, he's definitely not going to, he's definitely not going to get the job, right? Peter, Peter was impulsive. He cut people's ears off. He had a serious anger management problem. And you think you got a, uh, a temper problem. I'm telling you, Peter was, a, he was crazy. Peter was like crazy, right? He was. Martha, she worried a lot. Uh, the Samaritan woman had several failed marriages, but God used her. Zacchaeus, he had an unethical, he was an un, unethical scam artist. Man, the Bible is full of some dudes and some, some ladies that just, man, they, they, they had some stuff going on, right? How many of you have ever had some stuff going on? But in spite of it, God has used you. In spite of it, man, what God has done for you. Come on, can you just give God right now just a praise? For what he's done for you, how good he's been to you, if not for the grace of God, if not for the mercy of God. Timothy was timid, and Moses, this is big, Moses, David, and Paul were all guilty of murder in their past, and whatever excuse you have from whatever it is that you think that God can't use you for, it's just that, it's an excuse. And I'm telling somebody today that you need to get over what's over, and the past is the past. You want me to prophesy? You want a prophetic word? The past is the past, and you need to get over what's over. You need to get over what's over and just say, God, I want you to use me. Come on, just put your hands out like this and say, God, I want you to use my life. Use our marriage. Use our family. Use our vehicles. Use our business, God. Use every area of my life. Come on, amen? So Satan, he wants you and I, he wants you and I to think that God can't use us. And he says, you know, I doubt God can use you after what you've been through. I doubt God can use you. And God says, child of God, just say, I doubt that. I I doubt that. I doubt that. Listen to this. This is the Bible. This is James chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. It says, anyone who doubts is like a wave in the sea, blown up and down by the wind. They should not think that they will receive anything from the Lord. They should not think that they will receive anything from the Lord. And then this is Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. This is a powerful verse. It says, be bold and strong. Be courageous. This is your year to be bold and strong, to be courageous. Come on, men of God, women of God, this is your year to be bold and strong. Be courageous. Not only be bold and strong and courageous, but it also says to eliminate fear. Eliminate fear and doubt. For remember, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Say, God is with me. Come on, say, God is with me. Wherever I go, God is with me. Come on, God is with me. So I want you to think about this. Why did God have to tell Joshua so many times? Why did he have to tell him so many times to be courageous? It was because that God knew, God knew the important, importance that courage would play in Joshua's mission. And the destructive, hear me, the destructive discouragement could be And so he told him over and over and over, be strong and courageous. How many of you are thankful for the word of the Lord? Come on, the word of the Lord to come. That in your weakness, you are made strong. That you can be going through stuff. You can be going through trials. You can go through, be going through temptations. You can be feeling like, man, your season is a sentence. Be going through tough times. Like, God, where are you? Because it's hard to trust God when you can't trace him. And God, where are you at? And you can be going through difficult times. I'll tell you what, in 2019, I went through probably 
one of the most challenging times of my life, 2019 for me, me speaking, uh, was a, uh, it was a year of challenging, just mental, you know, anguish and, and challenging things, just things from my past and, and, and the enemy trying to throw it back up in my face after years of walking with God. I've been, I've been walking with God for 27 years, been, and this is my wife of 26 years. And uh, we're high school sweethearts. And, uh, and uh, I, was, I, was, I was a junior. She was a freshman. And, uh, and anyway, I led her to Jesus. No, she led me to Jesus. I was, I was a heathen. I, you talked about a, a heathen, Iliad. You talked about a heathen. Man, I was straight up, bro. I was a sinner. I was an alcoholic. I started drinking when I was 11 years of age and literally got set free from watching the Benny Hinn Miracle Crusade while I was drunk at, at the age of 19 years of age. While I was drunk, the room was spinning. And I got on my knees and I said, God, please deliver me from alcohol. And about five minutes later, Pastor Benny Hinn on the Miracle Program, he, uh, he says, right now there's a young man being set free from alcohol. You'll never touch it again. As he said that, the fire of God hit my life and it hit me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I, I wasn't a church goer. I didn't go to church. Wasn't a churchgoer, didn't go to church, but I felt like the electricity of the Holy Spirit. That's what, you know, church folks talk about it, the way they describe it. Literally, I felt like I stuck my hand into a socket, and instantly the room stopped spinning. Instantly, I was sober, and I, I called my girlfriend, who is my wife now. I called her. I said, hey, I've just been delivered from alcohol. I'll never t I said, I, and I want to go to church with you. I want to go to church with you tomorrow. I'm telling you, prayer is powerful. Little did I know. Little did I know that little did I know that that night her mom and her were praying God if 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 you're going to if you're going to these two are going to be together you got to save this guy if not Lord take him to heaven. <laughs> I'm just messing with you like I was messing with my wife, you know, just acting like that, but no, she wasn't praying for God to kill me, but Anyway, I tell you what, man, uh, 2019 was, it was, uh, to be honest, it was a challenging year. It was a dark year. It was a, it was a, it was a trying time. There were, there were moments where I was, um, just in the dark and there were moments where I was, where I was fighting just to, uh, just to push through fighting, just to make it through. And, and just a, a couple of months ago, I, I began to even tell my tell my wife and I began to tell, um, our church, you know, what I was really going through and, and nobody knew. Because the thing of it is, is this, you might be going through a tough time right now. You might be going through a challenging time right now and nobody knows, but I'm telling you what you get in the light, God will, God will heal. So the enemy works in the realm of darkness and he has, he has access to the realm of darkness. <clears throat> and I was just keeping things in the dark. I was keeping things up here. It was affecting every area of my life where I, where at the, I got to the point where I, I, I didn't want to live. I got to the point where I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to continue, and I'd been. I love God, and I love my family, and I cherish my family. But the enemy had me so bound up in my mind and my thinking. And Jesus came, and he and he said, "Son, it's time to get up. I'm not going to leave you here. It's time to get up. It's time to get up. You got to get above. You got to give the. You got to get above the turbulence. Come on, you got to get above the turbulence because I was living in a cycle of turbulence." How many of you like to be in turbulence in an airplane? Heck no, baby. No, right? 
And how many of you are like, oh, thank you, God, that you raise above me? Like, get up. You're telling the pilot, preaching to the pilot, right? Prophesying. Get above the, tu- the, the turbulence. I want to say to somebody today, if you're in a cycle of turbulence and there's chaos and there's confusion and there's, there's a depression, there's hopelessness, and you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you just don't have any, any, uh, any good feelings about your future, I'm going to say to you today, you want a word from the Lord? I want to say to you today, get above the turbulence. Come on, get above the turbulence. Let let Jesus, let Jesus take you to a higher place. Let him take you to a higher place where you can see what, what, what he sees, what he says. Not only what he sees, but what he says about you. Come on, somebody. What he says about you. Because when you, when, when you just get a word from the Lord about what he's saying about you and about your situation, it changes everything. It activates everything. Everything begins to shift and everything begins to change. Man, that season of discouragement was challenging. 2019, it was, it was discouraging. And somebody said, somebody once said that discouragement is the leukemia of the soul. As leukemia attacks the life-giving power of the blood, so discouragement tries to attack the life of our God-given passions. Discouragement. Discouragement. And perhaps more believers have been taken out by discouragement more than anything else. If you're discouraged today, I pray for you today. I pray for fresh wind and I pray for fresh fire over your mind, over your heart. I pray for fresh wind. I pray for fresh fire. Every marriage that is on the rocks today, I'm telling you, don't throw in the towel. Don't throw in the towel today. Don't give up. Don't walk away from your future. Do it. Do it with God. Just surrender. Just surrender. I don't know who I'm talking to, but just surrender to Jesus. Just surrender to Jesus. Just surrender to Jesus in a powerful, powerful thing is going to begin to happen. Let me just tell you real quick, two things that caused doubt. Two things that caused doubt. When you compare your abilities, when you compare your abilities, this, we've got to let go of doubt. If I'm going to let go of doubt, we've we got to understand, okay, that when we compare our abilities, it causes us to doubt our abilities. Instead of looking to God like we should be, Come on, we start looking at other people, at everybody else. Like they they got more talent, they got more abilities, they got more education, they got more experience, they look better. All of these different things, right? They got a better background and on and on. And on and on. I could have said that, I could have said anything uh, in regards to because of my past, because of the mistakes that I made, and because of um, just... Where I came from, grew up on the, on the southeast side of Yakima, was raised in the ghetto, and no mom, no dad, anywhere around. At the age of 19 years of age, my mom was murdered in Yakima. Uh, never met my dad until about five years ago, and, and I'm not even sure if he's my dad. And when I saw him, I was like, Lord, I don't, I don't think my, mom, my mama must have been drunk or something. She was like, this dude was like, dear Jesus. I don't know if he might be, he might be watching today. I don't know. You never know. Wouldn't that be a miracle? pray for salvation comparing when you compare your abilities it'll cause you to doubt your abilities listen to this scripture first corinthians 10 12 says this it's dumb and it's stupid to compare your abilities it is dumb and it's stupid to compare yourself to other people so when you compare your your abilities it'll cause you to doubt your abilities and also remembering your failures when you remember your failures, that the reality of it is, is in a room like this and where we have hundreds and hundreds of people watching online, all of us have failures. All of us, all of us have things. All of us have stuff that we are ashamed of. All of us have things that we are embarrassed of. All of us, uh, we're not always on our A game. We're not always on our A game. And we all have things that, that, uh, that try to 
that try to creep in and, and try to make us remember our failures. And I want to encourage you not to remember your failures. God doesn't want you to focus on your past. I said that if it's over, it's over. You got to get over your past, okay? You got to get over your past. You got to get over your past because you can't grasp the future if your hands are so full of stuff from your past. You can't grasp the future, even as our church, even as Hungry Generation. I want to say to the pastor, I want to say to everybody here, we can't grasp the future. And I'm telling you, the future is bright. It's big. And we can't grasp the future if our hands are so full of stuff from our past. And I'm telling somebody that we're crossing over. You're crossing over in your health. You're cro- Listen, 2021. 2021 can be the best year of your life if it's your best year spiritually. It can be the best year of your life if it's your best year spiritually. It can be the best year of your life if it's your best year spiritually. So the, the first thing I want to talk to, uh, the, the first thing that we're just talking about is letting go of doubt. Say today. Come on, say Today. I'm letting go of doubt. Everybody watching on Zoom, today, I'm letting go of doubt. Say, doubt, leave. Doubt, get out of my life. You don't have any place in my life, in my mind, in my will, in my emotions. Doubt, leave in Jesus' name. Second thing that I want to talk about is look for a promise. You got to look for a promise. If if God is going to use you in a mighty way, you got to look for a promise. There's over seven thousand promises in the Bible. Your pastor a couple of weeks ago, he he put a, a a little tweet out. It was so good. Talked about how Israel they didn't prom they didn't inherit everything that they were promised. They inherited everything they fought for. How many of you know that we have to fight the good fight of faith? We have to fight the good fight of faith. This is a year of possession. This is a year to take the land. This is a year where we say, God, we're taking it back. God, we're going after it. God, we're going after it. Come on. We have to look for a promise. Listen to this scripture. This is Joshua 1.3. God says, I promised Moses that I would give you this land, so I will give you every place you go in the land. Come on, say every place. Come on, every place, every place that the soles of my my feet rest. God says, I'm going to give it to you. Come on. The word promise is, is a very important word in the Bible and in the life of Joshua, and it's the key to, to uh, the key to his success. Thirteen times, thirteen times in the book of Joshua, thirteen times in the book of Joshua, the word promise is used. And if you were to summarize the life of Joshua, it would be it would be summarized by the word promise. Be summarized by the word promise. Listen to this scripture. This is Joshua 23, 14. It says, now my time has come to die. This is at the end of Joshua's life. Now my time has come to die. Every one of you knows that God has given, he's given you all good things that he promised. And every promise, every promise has been kept. Not one has failed. I'm telling you, we've never, we serve a God that has never lost a battle. And every promise that he has, every promise that he has promised, I'm telling you, not one is going to fail. 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 I'm prophesying to some woman today. Not one is going to fail. I'm prophesying to a single woman today. I'm prophesying to a single mom today. I'm telling you, not one is going to fail. Not one is going to fail. And so I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you when stepping out because God is going to cause you, he's going to cause you to launch out. He's going to cause you to, he's going to call you to launch out. And in stepping out on the promise of God, be careful, very important, be careful. You want to learn a lesson from the wilderness. Be careful not to ask someone who has a history of being negative for advice about your step of faith 
about your step of faith that doesn't make sense to you. Be careful about, listen, man, I'm telling you, when you get around negaholics, man, they can affect you really, really quick. When you get around negaholics, they can infect you really, really quick. You know, but the reality of it is this. There's some people that are so negative. When you put them in a dark room, they begin to develop. They begin to develop. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, for you in this season, for you to be able to let go of doubt and for you to, for you to, uh, for you to test positive for faith, you gotta, you got to get around some faith-filled people, some people that are fearless, anointed, inward-led, trustworthy, heirs of God. you got to get around some people like that, I'm telling you. And so we got to look for a promise. We have to look for a promise. Three things that three things uh, to those who live for God in Joshua chapter one, real quick. In Joshua chapter one, verse five, verse seven, and verse nine. In verse in, in verse five, he promises God promises him. He promises him his strength, his strength. He says no one will be able to stand against you. Nobody will be able to stand against you. In verse seven, he says uh, that he promises him his success. He says you will be successful. I'm telling somebody today. The enemy has come in 2020 and has tried to crush your dreams and has tried to snuff out your breath and your life and, and, and made you to think, man, what I've done, what I've tried, it's failed. What's the, what's the reason? I'm telling you, try again. Try again. Look again. I see the, 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 the hand, the, the cl- the cl- a cloud the size of a man's hand. Come on, rising up. I see the cloud the size of a man's hand rising up out of the sea. I'm telling you, when God gets involved in your situation, when he gets involved in your situation, he begins to breathe on your situation. Look for success. Look for strength. Come on, look for strength and look for success. And he promises in verse 9, he promises him his support. In verse 9, he says, I will be with you wherever you go. God's word done God's way will always bring God's results. And it will always bring God's support. And I want to encourage you today to know that. you got to know that you know that you know that God is strengthening you today. So just say it right now all across this place on Zoom and on YouTube. God, I thank you for your strength. Come on, just lift up your hands. God, I thank you for your strength. I thank you, God, for your power. I thank you for your grace. God, and I am looking to you. You're the promise keeper. You're the promise maker. God, we are looking to you for strength, for success, and for support. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Next thing that we got to do is we got to lean on Jesus. Someone say, lean on Jesus. Come on, say, lean on me. Lean on Jesus. We got to lean on Jesus. So leaning is more than just believing. It means depending on him. When you, do, when you lean on something, when you lean on it, you are trusting it to hold you up. I'm a big guy, and I was thinking about Pastor Vlad. He, he's, he's not as big as I am. I was looking at the, sh- the video on the screen. I'm like, man, my, my like, shoulders are like, like I'm, I'm a big dude. I'm like, dude, Jesus, the gyms need to open up. Come on, somebody, right? Anything opens up. Let the church and the gyms open up, right? But uh, if, if I was to lean on Pastor Vlad, which he's a strong man of God, he would be, he'd be able to hold me up, right? Right? Like, right? You ever been in, in those services, man, when people start falling on each other? One time I fell on this little lady in the church. I was like, oh, man, I felt bad for her. It was bad. It was bad. And I think she even, like, opened her eye and saw me come. She's like, Jesus, Lord, protect me. Protect me, Jesus. But to lean is more than just believing. Listen to this. This is such a good scripture, you guys, right here. It says this in Joshua 1, 5. 
Not one, not, no, one will be able to, no one will be able to defeat you all of your life. Just This is what he's saying to Moses, and this is what he's saying to you today. No one would be able to defeat you all of your life. Just as I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not leave you, and I won't forget about you. For those who feel forgotten, I'm telling you, you're not forgotten. He's the God of the hills. He's the God of the valleys. He's the God of the hills, and he's the God of the valleys. I will not leave you. I will not forget you. So as Joshua leaned on God, he was undefeatable. I want to say to us, hungry generation, when we lean on God, and I'm telling you, you're a church that believes on leaning on God. Not everybody's praying. Not every church is praying. Not every church is fasting. Not every church has an uh, uh, explosive internship that reaches the nation. We are, you're a church that is leaning on Jesus, that is leaning on Jesus. Joshua leadership is breakthrough in nature. And as long as Joshua leaned on God, he was undefeatable. He was undefeatable. Come on, he was undefeatable, right? Let me ask you a question. Who are you leaning on today? Who are you leaning on today? Who are you leaning on for support and strength? What is your source of strength? Are you leaning on the approval of other people for your strength? Are you leaning on the, uh, on, 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 on the approval of other people for your strength? You got to lean on Jesus. Someone say, lean on Jesus. Come on, lean on Jesus. If you get anything out of this message today, if you get anything out of this message today, leave this place leaning on Jesus. God, lean, leaning on Jesus. God, I'm going to lean more into you. I'm going to lean more into your, your strength and your grace and your, your power and your love. And the last thing that I want to talk to you about, and we're going to begin to pray for people here in a moment. We're going to pray for people, and we're going to prophesy over people. And we're going to pray that God just touches people. And I'm telling you, some of you, you're crossing over today. I believe that many of you are crossing over. You're crossing over in, in a greater way of thinking, greater way of think, thinking, greater level of thinking. You're crossing over in your mind. You're, you got to see it. You got to cross over in your mind. And if you can't see it, you got to close your eyes until you can see it. You can't see it. You got to cross your eyes until uh, you got to close your eyes. Cross your eyes. You got to close your eyes until you can see it. I begin to do that. I've been pastoring Breakthrough Church for 16 years, and we're right there in Union Gap, right by Costco, but I've been pastoring that church for six, 16 years, and about five years ago, we uh, bought some land, and uh, we, we paid that building off, built a building, paid that building off in four and a half years, not, not as quick as Mike Todd did, but uh, anyway, but... And as we were closing on that land, we were able to buy the lot next to us, which um, the week that we were getting ready to close on our land, we heard that there was a Buddhist temple that was trying to build a church right next to us, built a temple right next to Breakthrough Christian Center. I'm like, nah, the devil is a liar. Uh, so we got to raise some money. So we got together, the leaders did. We got together, the leaders did one night, and we said, hey, what can we do? We need to put an offer on this. We got together, we raised $25,000 in one offering in one night. Our leaders did, and so we, we, we put an offer on that building, on the, on the property next to our building. Uh, we got the building, got the offer. We paid that, we paid that property off in uh, a year and a half, $240,000 just super quick. And I'm just telling you, God, has, as we lean on Jesus, as we trust in Jesus, God works miracles. And I just want to say to Hungry Generation, your future is so bright. I want to say to Hungry Generation, your future is so bright. It is so bright. And I am pumped 
to, to, to watch what God is doing, what he's done, what he's doing, and especially what he's going to do. Especially what he's going to do. How many of you know that he's not done yet? I said, how many of you know that he's not done yet? He's not done yet. And so the last part I want to talk to you about in, in believing that God wants to use you. We've talked about letting go of doubt, right? We've talked about leaning on God. We've talked about it, the importance of it. We talked about looking for a promise. And the last thing I want to talk to you about is launching out in faith. It's because this is your season. This is your season. Say, this is my season. Say, this is my season. This is our season. This is our season. It's to begin to launch out in faith. That's why I love that your pastor is now prepping your hearts, preparing your hearts. You've been praying. You've been prophesying. You've been believing God. And, and God is now saying, hey, get ready. Get ready, baby. You're about to cross the Jordan. You're about to cross the Columbia. Hear me. You're about to cross the Columbia. Some of you are like, I've been, I've been across the Columbia on a wakeboard. What about God calling you to walk across the Columbia? Two people are ready for that. Everybody else is like, especially in doing it in the winter. The next one is launching out in faith. Listen to this scripture. This is Joshua 1, 10 and 11. This is powerful. It says, then Joshua, I want to say this. Then Vlad, then Vlad, then Joshua, then Vlad and Lana, they issued instructions to the leaders of, of hungry generation to get ready. To get ready, for real. To get ready to cross the Jordan or the Columbia. To get ready, okay? Then Joshua issued instructions to the leaders to tell the people to get ready to cross the Jordan River. I'm telling you, it is a season where you're going to cross over. Listen, there comes a point. There comes a point in life where you got to stop. Uh, you got to stop discussing it, stop talking about it, and even stop praying about it. Where you move out, you say, "All right, God. All right, God. Come on, somebody. Right." Where you even, and I feel, I feel, I feel in my spirit, I feel like God is calling hungry generation to cross a river and take more territory in 2021. I already see it. What I want to do, what I want to do, because I, I know that we were praying, believing, you've been, you've been praying and believing God for a new building for, this is an amazing building, but you've outgrown it. So what I want to do today is get up on your feet real quick. Get up on your feet real quick. We're going to get the whole experience of like the Catholic church. We're going to get a workout. The gyms are closed. We're going to get a workout, baby, right? All right. What I want to do, I felt in my spirit earlier, what I want to do is I want to praise God that it's already done. It's already done. Are you hearing me? We're not just thanking God. We're going to praise God that it's already done. You're going you're gonna to look back on this moment, and there probably have been many other prophetic words about how God was going to bless you. God was going to give you a building. God was going to give you this. He was going to give you that. Wherever the soles of your feet land, wherever, they, wherever they're at, God is going to give it to you. I'm telling you, if, listen, God is no, he's not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of relationships. And you guys are hungry for Jesus, and you are passionate about reaching this area, this region, and the world. And I'm telling you, God is going to do it. God is going to do it. Come on, so I want us on the count of three. I want us to begin to praise God like it's already done. One, two, three. Let's praise God like it's already done. Come on and give him a hand. 
It's time to launch out, baby. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to launch out. Say, it's time to launch out. This is what I know about God, is that God almost never calls his people to a fair fight. I said, God almost never calls his people to a fair fight. That what I've learned about God is that every time that God leads me to the Red Seas of my life, those areas where I, I think, man, there's no way that I'm going to be able to make it over this one. No, no way I'm going to be able to make it through this one. 2019, I didn't know if it was going to be, uh, I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it through. I didn't know until I got some things in the light. All, the gut, all of a sudden, I began to see, man, it's not as big as I thought it was. Not as bad as I thought it was. Get it into the light. And I'm telling you, every time you come to the Red Seas of your lives, every time God leads you to the Red Seas of your life, it's only to show you that he's greater than Pharaoh's army. It's only to show you that he's greater than Pharaoh's army. This is your year for launching out. This is your year for launching out. This is your year for launching out. Do you know that, that the, the Red Sea, uh, not the Red Sea, but the, the Jordan River, it's not a very big river. It's about 100 feet wide and about 20 feet deep, except at flood season where it begins to overflow on the banks. If you've ever been to Israel, it's amazing. I went last June and I was baptized in the Jordan River. It was cool. Fish coming down. I'm like, I don't know if I want to be baptized right now, Jesus. These fish are big, like river monsters, baby. Anyway, it was super, super cool. But the Jordan River, uh, it was, it, that's the kind of the descriptions of it. And, uh, and God, and you know, the children of Israel, they're thinking, how are we going to get across this thing? How are we going to get across this thing? There weren't any, any bridges. There were no pontoon boats that they could get in and go, you know, cross to the other side. But in spite of all of that, they didn't complain. They learned a hard lesson in the wilderness. They learned that when you complain, you remain. But when you praise, you'll be raised. When you complain, you remain. When you praise, you'll be raised. They learned a hard lesson in the wilderness. And said, hey, we're going we're gonna to cross this thing. And how is, Joshua was thinking to himself, how am, how am I going to get this entire group of people across this raging river? And God says to Joshua, God says, I'm going to do a miracle. God is saying to hungry generation, I'm going to do a miracle. God, I think it's awesome. I think it's so prophetic that you guys were at transformation and you guys saw what, what took place there. You sowed into that. What you sowed, and I'll tell you, what you sowed into that is going to take place. You've been faithful with the, with the few things God is going to cause you to be faithful over so much. Get ready, 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 get ready. Come on, say, get ready. And so God says, I'm going to do a miracle. And God says, remember 40 years ago when we did this thing at the Red Sea where I parted the sea and then they and they walked through it? God says, I'm going to do it. We're going to do it again, but this time we're going to do it a little bit differently. And this is where it's going to get really, really good. This, this is where it's going to get really, really good. At the Red Sea, I opened the waters for them, and then they crossed over. God says, at the Jordan, baby, you got to step in, then I'm going to dam it up. 
You got to step in, and then I'm going to dam it up. 17 miles up the Jordan River, God dammed up the water, and it stopped flowing. And I'm saying to you today, I'm saying to the leaders of Hungry Generation today, step in the water, baby. Step in the water. God's, yeah, we're, we want God to do everything, but God's not going to do what you and I can do. God is not going to do what you and I can do. God is saying to Hungry Generation, step in the water. Step in the water with your finances. Step in the water with your commitment level. Step in the water with your prayer level, your dedication level, your consecration level. Step in the water. And when you step in the water, I'm telling you, God's going to dam it up. God's going to dam it up and watch him do the miracle work that he's going to do. Watch him do the miracle work that he's going to do. How many of you are thankful that God works all things together for our good and he, he loves us and he works all things together for our good, the good, the bad, and the ugly, good the good, the bad, and the ugly. What I know about God is this. He works all things together for my good because I love him and I'm called according to his purpose. So I know that if it's not good yet, God's not done yet. I'm saying if it's not good yet, God's not done yet. And we still let, we continue to let Jesus work. We continue to let him work and move in a mighty way, in a powerful way. What is your Jordan River today? What is the barrier in your life that it looks like you're never going to be able to cross? It's in the way. It's in the way. It's in the way. You might say, Pastor Brian, I've got, I got felonies. I got, my record is crazy. My rap sheet is crazy. I've been locked up in prison. By the way, I felt today, I don't know if you guys do this yet, I, I felt like today God somehow, 2021, God's going to open the door for you to go into the prison system. In Coyote Ridge, I, I worked in the prison system as a corrections officer for seven years. I used to lead inmates to Jesus. I've been, I preached in the prison, and then I began to work in the prison system as a corrections officer. And I believe, I don't know if it's ever been on your heart, but I believe, like Gateway Church in Texas, Pastor Robert Morris, they, they are like big in the prison system. They have campuses in the prison system. I believe that you're not only going to set the captives free here, but around the world, but also in the prison system. In the prison system. We need to set the captives free. So look into that. Look into that. Pray about it. Look into it. But I, I saw that today as I'm watching Zoom. And, and I, I know this about the prison system. They can get a group of guys in a room and have them tune in to, uh, to hear gospel services that are going to be able to set them free, that are going to be able to really, really help them in a powerful way. Come on. Amen. I said amen. amen. Say launch out. We got to launch out. We know, we know the story of Peter in the Bible. We know the story of Peter where he launched out. He said, you know what? I'm not going to stay in the boat. I'm going to launch out. And Peter walked on water. What happened? As Peter started, as Peter started, he started to sink when he stopped listening and started looking. Peter started to sink when he stopped listening and he started looking. That tells me that our hearing is more important than our seeing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Doesn't come, faith doesn't come from having heard. Faith comes from hearing what is God saying I'm telling you prophetically God is speaking to you today it's time to launch out baby faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord oftentimes our sight is the disqualifier of our faith oftentimes our sight is the disqualifier of our faith but I'm telling somebody today that it's time to launch out listen to this this is a great scripture and we're going to conclude with this this is Ecclesiastes 11:4 so good. It says, if you wait for perfect conditions, if you wait for per perfect conditions, nothing, nothing's going to happen. If you wait for perfect conditions, let me read it word for word. This is so good. Listen to this. If you wait 
for perfect conditions, you'll never get anything done. Come on, you'll never get anything done. We're not going to wait for perfect conditions. I know the wind is blowing. I know the waves are choppy. I know there's turbulence. I know there's fear. I know there's doubt. But guess what? I'm, I'm, let, I ch- I'm choosing today to let go of doubt. I'm leaning on Jesus. I'm claiming his promises. And, not, and I, I realize and recognize, I recognize that I'm not, I'm not going to receive everything that's promised to me. I realize and recognize I'm going to receive everything I fight for. That's why I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. And we fight from a position of victory. Not for victory, but of victory and for victory. In Jesus' name. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's message. If you like what you've heard, you can find more of this great content on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and even Pinterest. In other words, we would love to connect with you for the latest and greatest info on all conferences and internships. Remember, better is not good enough. The best is yet to come.